Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. So today with me I have Sophie Edmonds who is a photographer and she is hopefully going to share us some tips and tricks that we can use for taking wonderful pictures. Um, So hi Sophie, how are you doing? Hello, I'm really good, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so pleased that you've come on. Um, So would you mind telling everyone who doesn't know you um, who you are and what you do? So I am Sophie Edmonds. I've run my business now for five years. I'm primarily an equine photographer. So I go around to people's yards, to their stables, to their homes, and we take really relaxed shots whilst in your the comfort of your own space so we'll have you and your horse you'll get dressed up so you're not all in your dirty clothes and <laughs> straw in your hair um, and we have a really good time getting some really nice natural images I do a few weddings um, but mostly sort of country style weddings so really chill brides we don't do bridezillas <laughs> um, <laughs> and we just have lots of fun and get really relaxed and chilled images and is photography something you've always been interested in or is it something that sort of develops um, like over time? So it was something that I kind of stumbled across um, when I was doing my GCSEs at school many, many moons ago. Um, I was like, I'm an RN, you sort of have all the main ones and you're like, right, I've got about three subjects here I can play with. And photography was one of them. And at the time, my dad said to me, was like, what are you doing? You'll never do anything out of that. It's just a hobby. You won't make anything out of it. So I was like, oh, I just want to do it. So I had like some serious ones. I was like, right, that'll, that'll be my path. This is just for a bit of fun. Anyway, everything else, I was sort of getting C's and B's in. Photography, A star, all the way across the board. And I was like, right, so I've clearly got something here that is drawing me to photography because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I had a really lovely teacher. And from there, I went on to get an apprenticeship at a photographer's, um, which was a studio photographer's. So they had like newborn babies and things like that. But me personally, my background is outdoorsy. I grew up on a farm um, and I've been around horses all my life. So that is kind of where my passion lies. So I kind of found a way to combine the two, which meant that I wasn't stuck in the office editing all day, which is what I was doing in my previous job. Um, which was really nice and it just means that it's more me and what I enjoy and the people that are around me are generally those types of people as well which is really nice yeah definitely and you can um you know what sort of vibe like country and equestrian people are like as well aren't they I mean yeah generally it makes it so easy like you get lots of conversation and like you're all horsey or You've got friends that are horsey and it's amazing how many people you go to. It's such a small world. Um, so I was at a wedding this weekend and I went there and there was someone that I knew. In fact, there was three people that I knew there through different contacts or they're friends of friends. And like you'll go to a yard and you'll see three people there that you know. And it's just really yeah. nice. And they yeah. all talk, which is gosh. And it's quite, it's a really quite small community, isn't it? You don't realise how small it is until you start talking to people. And there's always yeah. some like six degrees of separation somewhere along the line where you're, you're in close contact with other people, aren't you? Yeah. And like, you'll very often find that you'll go to a yard and you'll be like, 
is that such and such as horse? Because I remember when they had that pony. <laughs> and like, I've been to a yard before and found one of my own old ponies. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's so it's, cute. It's it? so nice. It's such a nice job. I'm so lucky. And where is it that you're based? So do you just stick to like your area or do you travel around? So I'm based in Somerset, but I tend to cover the whole of the UK. I mean, to go abroad would be a dream. Um, I'm still working on it. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but I, I'll photograph anywhere. But mostly at the moment, I'm covering sort of Somerset, Dorset, Devon. Um, so I'm gradually spreading a bit further afield. I've done a couple of shoots down in Cornwall. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'll go where people want me. Um, but at the moment, it's mostly been local, but it's a lot of word of mouth, isn't it? And so if that's where yeah. you photograph most, that's where you get the that's, most work. And is it like um, the short, the shoots that you kind of traditionally do, are they like people that just want really nice pictures with their horses? Or, I mean, obviously you've mentioned like weddings and things like that as well, but what kind of um, shoots do you quite commonly do? So mostly, yeah, it's the equine. It's all very relaxed. They generally want sort of nice big frames to hang up in the houses or they've had a horse that they've had for the last sort of five, ten years and they're a bit worried that it's coming to that time where they're going to have to put sleep or move on to another home. Um, and at that point, they've kind of reached that stage and thought, I haven't actually got any nice photos whether I'm not competing, pulling a face, trying to remember a dressage test. Um, and at that point, they've kind of gone, actually, I want some nice photos of me at home, dressed up um, and feeling nice and having the time that you would normally have at home with your horse, but just having that captured. Because like those stages when you're like having a scratch with your horse and like giving them a kiss and things like that, that you would do at home naturally, mm. that never normally gets captured. Yeah. Yeah. And those moments are the precious ones, aren't they? like yeah. they can drive us mad when you know they don't want to be caught or they go through the electric fence or something like that and but yeah. it's just those tiny little moments that you just treasure forever yeah it is a million percent and like I always say to people I'm like this is your time your horse will misbehave at horses it's one of those things but during that two-hour session just remember how much you love your horse and those are moments that you have because that's what we're trying to recreate because that's what yeah. you want to remember them as, isn't it? That's that's what you think of when you think of your horse. Yeah. When they're not do, doing your head in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And do you sort of recommend like a couple of like outfit choices or do you just have like the same one or what sort of, uh, do you give them ideas of like what would look good or do they give you ideas or is it a combination of both? Okay. So it's a bit of a com combination of both. I when my clients book with me I give them all a welcome guide so they'll receive in the post they'll have a little package and it's got guidance as to what to wear and what looks nice on camera because what you think would look nice generally doesn't necessarily look nice on camera so I always say to try and avoid sort of branded tops big logos and stuff like that because it just distracts you from what's actually happening in the image mm. obviously if a client has a certain style, then we will go with that style. But we normally do sort of two to three outfits. So I tend to say, go for a smart outfit. So you'll have sort of nice trousers or a tweed skirt, a nice blouse or jumper, and then maybe a jacket or something like that. And you have your like Federer hat or your long boots on. 
um, as one outfit. And then the second outfit would be like jeans and a t-shirt or shorts and a t-shirt or a summer dress. And then that last outfit is kind of something for you to play about with. So if you've got something quirky or if you've got a dress that you've bought for a ball that you've worn once and never worn again, or I've had people get their wedding dresses back out. Um, it gives you that sort of last sort of hour to play and have something that you would normally use or capture or have anything that you would use it for. It's something you wouldn't wear often. Yeah. And I can imagine, um, like, there must be so many times where horses have really played up in the shoots and stuff like that. So how do you overcome those? Because obviously I'm sure the owner is getting quite frustrated because the horse is not doing what they want to do and you're trying to keep it as natural as possible, but it's really hard if say the horse isn't playing ball that day. So how do you overcome those? Yeah. So we'll like, it'll happen. And it's one of those things. It's you're working with horses. Very often I'm working with children and horses and everyone thinks I'm completely bonkers. Um, but <laughs> normally give it sort of half an hour into the shoot and they'll come down, they'll settle, they'll realize what's going on. It's a strange occurrence. Like it's not every day that you have someone turn up, the horse has got their bridle on. So they think they're going for a hack, but actually we're going out to the field to take some photos, but they're mm. not allowed to eat because you don't want them to get a green slobber. So for them, they're like, what on earth is this woman doing to me? Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of occasions and she won't mind mentioning it, but one of my clients, her pony just did not want to stand still. He was playing up and she was getting really like flustered about it. And I was like, look, pass him to me. We'll go for a bit of a wander. So he took him back to the stables. He had a chilled five minutes, went back out, completely different horse. Mm. Um, one, they haven't got their ears bored. Sometimes that's another thing. So you'll go from having a horse that's really alert and then you just need a couple of seconds when they've got their ears forward and you can capture that shot. Then you've got the complete other extreme where you can't get their attention because they're such quiet, chilled horses. I've yeah. had people carrying Christmas trees around behind me, <laughs> flicking around the sort of brushes. And, um, and so you have lots of different um, methods of doing that. I have got an app on my phone that will wicker to horses, which is a really good um, tactic. If you ever want to get someone's horse's ears forward, as long as they're a fairly chilled horse, it works amazingly. Um, otherwise we have a treat bucket and give that a bit of a shake. But actually you very often find that there's more horses that are almost too chilled out than you mm. do that are really on edge. Yeah. And I think because a lot of people do more groundwork now than they used to, they're generally pretty good on the ground. But you have instances and it's just giving them the time that they need. There's no rush. I no. mean, I say we allow two hours for the shoot, but I don't book anything else in for that day. So if it runs over, it runs over. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've got to give them time. Yeah, that's it. Unfortunately, you have to go on their time sometimes, don't you? Yeah. Not time <laughs> always and, um what i sort of can imagine for a photographer like the golden hour is probably like the best time to shoot when you've got really oh. good night and stuff but is there like a favorite season that you like shooting in or like time of days or anything like that like what's your favorite part so my favorite season has got to be sort of the end of summer going into autumn with the colors this time of year is gorgeous. You get sort of the golden hours still, and it's just beautiful. 
I also really enjoy spring because you get all those spring colors, flowers. So at the moment it's really nice, but I'd say, yeah, where I'm inspired by sort of texture and colors and stuff like that. So autumn for me is just beautiful. We tend to plan a shoot. So my busy season will be sort of between sort of March time to say October, end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the winter months, it quietens down. But sort of as soon as the nights start getting a bit lighter, we go for like these evening shoots. At the moment, a shoot would start at sort of six o'clock, five, six o'clock and go on until about eight. Um, and you just get that lovely golden hour. The sun isn't too bright. You can get away with wearing your summer dresses. Um, and it's just gorgeous. It is really lush. Yeah, I mean, any pictures that I've seen that are like golden hour pictures, you just think, oh, God, that's just such a magical moment. It's just a shame that we can't guarantee like snow or anything. So I can imagine like there'll be some amazing snow pictures that you could get. Yeah. We just can't guarantee it, can we? <laughs> oh, I'd love to shoot in the snow. I've had it once, but it's you can't plan it, especially here. There's just we very rarely get snow. But when we do, I'm like all for it. I've got a list. I've got a wait list for if it snows. And those are people that have like waited on that list. They're like, if it snows, I need a shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I'll ring them. And if one of them's not free, the next one will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you can probably do quite a lot in the snow as well, like more than you think you can do. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. And you only really need sort of an hour and a half. And even if you can get sort of two or three people in on that day when it's snowing, it's, it's just magical and people love it. Yeah that's it and um I wanted to ask you about some top tips for someone who is probably taking a picture on their like iPhone or um, smartphone or anything like that so what are your tips for someone to sort of take like a good picture obviously a photographer picture is going to be much different to like what you're going to take on your iPhone but you can still take good pictures on your phone but what would your top tips be to sort of capture a moment or get a good light or or something like that yeah so when it comes to sort of uh photos on your phone it's trying to make sure that you choose the right light in order to make your faces look flattering so I always try and avoid sort of dappled light so when you're under a tree if you've got a nice big canopy above you it gives you a really nice light and it'll really make your skin look beautiful and it's so flattering if you're out in bright sunshine you'll notice it on your face it's like if you look at other people you'll have one side of their face which is really light and then the other half of their face which is really dark Mm. and that is something that I've always tried to avoid sometimes it's one of those things and you can't avoid it Um, but inevitably we try and get around it or turn your back to the sun and then you get lovely um, sun coming in behind you and you can use lift your shadows in your settings and just bump that up and it, it's beautiful. It's the time of day as well to shoot, I'd mm. say. Golden hour is beautiful. And, so, and like, yeah, that's really nice. And any like poses that you would probably recommend? Yeah. So posing is trying to keep it all really natural. Um, when you're stood next to your horse, you just want to sort of be playing with their muzzle. You want to have them coming into you. So a sneaky polo never goes amiss. <laughs> They're not interested in you. They'll always be interested in treats. Um, and just bringing them in towards you. When you're sort of stood straight on, 
I always try and get you to turn like on a 45 degree angle and then you relax your front leg to lean on your back leg and it gives you a really flattering look and it's sort of bends all the legs so I always say if you've got a joint then bend it <laughs> really flatters you yeah <laughs> so it's remembering sort of where you're doing that and what you're doing which like during a shoot it's something that you're always guiding people to do as a photographer it's like just relax the hands that's it and then look up to your horse and so you're having these conversations the whole way throughout the shoot yeah because I think also like people I don't know feel like they have to be like sort of rigid and sort of um stuck in a in a position perhaps if you can try and loosen it a little bit more you probably get like a much better picture then yeah it's keeping it relaxed and it's a typical teenager thing they all like to smile with their mouth shut as well and it's something that parents always hate but children always like no I can't smile with my teeth I'm like come on you've got to it's a proper smile (laughs) and it's relaxing them and making them feel comfortable so they are giggling with their horse like they would at home and the more relaxed you are the nicer the images always and if someone say um who's like on a livery yard and it you know they don't have like the nicest looking stable they don't have like the nice looking shelter the scenery is not how they imagine they would like their pictures taken how do you get around that because that must be quite difficult so there's there's options so we've always got the option of going to another yard so like we've got various different locations that I've been to that are happy for us to go there we can go we can use their um, land we can find a bride away near you and use that alternatively you will be amazed how many places there are on your yard that are actually really beautiful Mm. it's having the eye to look for it and see sort of between what you would see as the general public and spot out those little spots I did a shoot must have been two weekends ago now and there was this gorgeous wooden barn door and I said to um, the girl I was photographing I was like just go and stand in front of that door and she looked at me like I was bananas she saw the images she's like oh my god they're beautiful she's like I thought you were going mad (laughs) but it's surprising it's like you only need a little space yeah and a photographer can generally spot that whereas if you're just wandering around your yard you're so used to seeing things you wouldn't necessarily see it as a place for photos yeah yeah like a rusty gate uh old door like it's photographer heaven (laughs) (laughs) but that's why people hire you because you are going to see something creative in some in a space that you know the normal eye I guess wouldn't probably yeah yeah, wouldn't take for granted and probably don't appreciate it as much yeah it's a million percent and it's like it's the little things and people would always think of oh yeah they've got a brand new yard that'll be so much nicer to photograph in as a photographer the older the more rustic the more relaxed it it just makes it beautiful and then yeah. you'll have those newer yards where they have got stuff. So you've got like your wooden stables. You can use the back of those and you've got a nice wooden plain background. Yeah. You then go out into your paddock and you've got your hedgerows, your trees. Yeah, they might have fencing up. We can take it down. 
worst case scenario I can edit it out I mean yeah. it's a lot of work but it has been done um <laughs> so there's always a way around it and like I say if you go off hacking regularly and you know there's a nice little bride away we can walk to the bridal way we'll do some around the yard we'll go for a little bit of a wander and take some in that bridal way as well because it's quite nice yeah yeah no that sounds a great idea and yeah. um with your edit like if someone's obviously had a shoot with you and everything like what's the process after with the pictures and stuff like I imagine you do some editing and stuff and how long does that normally take yeah so I'll shoot so I aim to shoot for around two hours and then after the shoot we then arrange a day when they the client can come back and see their images so they will come to me or I will go to the client and they will come and see their images in a slideshow and I'll have frames and stuff there so that they can see what there is and what there is option wise to do mm -hmm. um before they come in for that session I know that I have got to allocate around four hours for editing yeah. um and in that I will just generally lighten things get those perfected colors and get the tones really nice so although I don't necessarily photoshop on a heavy degree if there's a fly that's caught your horse's eye I can get rid of things like that yeah so it's making those little touches and it's actually quite small changes but it just finishes the image so yeah. I would see it as like perfecting what has happened on that day yeah um, and just making it so that they're ready so that if you chose to go for a frame or for your digitals that the images are at that standard that you'd go yeah actually that's really nice um and like I say if a client was to turn around and say oh look but my horse got a bit of green slobber there or I've just caught my top on his coat and it's got a bit brown stuff like that I've removed yeah. um if a client has had sort of acne or something like that pop up that they don't normally have and just want it removed it's been done and like at that viewing stage they can say to me look I've had this and then anything that they purchase I will just go in and just remove it but it's all very natural fairly low-key um on the editing side but that's just because of the style and keeping it quite relaxed so a lot of horsey people are actually the types of people that aren't that worried about that kind of stuff mm. um they just want it to be natural yeah and like when you go to the yard I mean how often do you have a full face of makeup let's be honest <laughs> no, no never <laughs> so you put your makeup on for the shoot so that in itself will make you feel a thousand times better than normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> because 100%. you feel like you've made the effort <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and um uh oh god I just had a question it's just gone straight in my head I'm literally about to ask it oh it's going to come back to me in a minute it'll um, come back oh yes that's it I've, I've remembered now do you do like business shoots for like small businesses for like products or services so if someone wants like pictures for the websites or their social media do you offer those type of packages yeah I've done a few so I've done a few for a few um school like schools or yards um, and I've also been working recently with Alex Bragg, who is an event rider, um, and he's working with the event collection. So we've done a few shots for that kind of thing. Um, and it's just really nice and you can get those businesses and you can really push what they're selling 
because they're so not used to having the images that really sell their products like a photo taken on a phone yeah you can do a great job you can make the product look really good but it doesn't have the finesse and it, the professionalness yeah. of having a photographer come and take them and you know when you've got those images that you can use them for your website for facebook there goes a month's worth of marketing really easily yeah um like as a photographer i'm blessed when it comes to marketing but as a small business i know how hard it can be to know what to post yeah yeah Oh, that's amazing because I know that would be like small businesses that would love to have like their pictures, um, have their pictures taken and used for content. But um, I know I appreciate that there's, you know, the um, image licensee thing where obviously, you, you know, you can't just take someone's image and use that. So, yeah, I know that you have to be very specific about how you use someone's image. So that's why I just wanted to make that point that you're happy for businesses to use your images that you've taken of them and their products does that make sense what i'm trying to say yeah yeah no totally and sort of it's having the contacts because a lot of horsey brands need horsey people to if you've got like clothing or horse products you need people to demonstrate that mm. now because of what i do the majority of the time which is a portrait i have got a list of people that i could ring and say look this brand wants to do a shoot would you be up for being part of it? And it's possible that I can get those models to wear those products for you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then with, with people using your pictures, mm -hmm. um, like, could you explain what, you know, someone can't just take one of your images and just use it for their own. So how, how does, what, what is that yeah. process called and what should people do in and what should people not be doing? Yeah, so um, when it comes to images, you've got sort of copyright. That's so, the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, that's You're the word. There. <laughs> it was there. So it's important that once the shoot has been done, whatever the agreement is with that shoot, if you've got the digitals included, then you're free to go and use those and you will receive um, sort of a copyright slip or form with the photographer's signature on that will say, yes, that's okay, or no, it's not. And with that, we'll then give you the permission to do that. What you mustn't do is go onto a photographer's site and think, oh, they've got my clothes on, or coincidentally, someone's been wearing that and go, oh, but that's a really nice image. Can I just take that and put that on my website? Because you don't know what the agreement is with that client yeah. for them to go and then use that image elsewhere yeah so if it's if it's your own image that you've agreed with you that you're happy for them to post on their social media or their website yeah. and that particular person that you've taken the shoot the shoot for then that's yeah. fine but someone can't say so say you've taken a photo of me yeah and then i've posted it on my social media because that's the agreement we've had but you can't have someone else use my image yeah for their own yeah not unless you've had permission so it's photographers are generally fairly easygoing people um and it's generally about communication like if you was to phone me up and say look I really want to use this image more often than not we'll say yeah or it's a fee for it and then you can go ahead and use it with the agreement of the client but it's given the photographer the ability to ask that client 
before to make sure that it is clear you don't want blurred lines because that's when things can get complicated yeah. and you can easily get tripped up as a photographer for selling images that aren't yours to sell yeah totally. does that make sense absolutely and again with stealing images if you do an event so i've done a few events but um it's horrible when someone will steal an image so you've got your copyright written all over it and they'll still go and screenshot it and share it but it's it makes it so impossible to have a photographer there in mm. future yeah. you'll notice in future events that that what photographer wouldn't be there because you can't make anything out of it if you take all the images for free yeah we don't get paid which is what a lot of people don't realize we don't get paid to attend the event our income comes from the sales that we make from the photos that we take yeah so we can give up a day's work and you could have one person buy one photo or you could have 20 or 30 or 40 people buy photos yeah but it's solely dependent on that day on the weather on the clients that are there yeah that's it that's exactly it and um I use this part of the um, podcast episode to have like an open space where my guests can talk about literally anything they want. So if they've got anything they want to promote or anything that they're passionate about that they really want to talk about or anything that you think we might have missed, um, you know, talking about photography, about your job and everything. This is your open space to talk about anything you want to. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so, I love that. <laughs> No, so I um, I really focus as a business on keeping things five star. So all of my clients will receive this experience. So you're not buying into just a photo shoot. You're buying into an experience. So a lot of photographers and there'll be some photographers that will massively undercut others, mm. but the experience is not the same. Yeah. And a lot of people will think, oh, yeah, I'll just go for the cheapest. But actually, the service you'll receive is different. Yeah. So I personally have put a lot of money into training myself. So I go up to the New Forest and train with um, some amazing uh, trainers called Emily and Hannah. Um, and they're really good and they'll coach you. But it's an investment. Mm hmm. And those people that are at that startup stage, which we are all at at some point, aren't that finesse. They also very often don't have their right insurance mm -hmm. and um, like the public liabilities and stuff like that. And there's stuff that you don't necessarily think about as a customer because you would assume that every business should have that, which a thousand percent they should, but there's nothing monitoring photographers in what they're doing so as a as a five-star business and like something that I offer my clients they know and they're assured by the fact that I have got everything that is required yeah. and I don't just take the photos send them a link and leave them because that's not that's not what I do it's all very comforted it's all very guided um so that you make sure that you've got the best of what you want so for instance during the viewing session when people are seeing their images we can go through we can choose you'll filter down your images 
So you could have 120 images and you filter them down and we'll get it down to sort of around 60. And they'll go, right now, what do I want to do with those images? And we will work together to get you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure sales. There's no pushy um, sales or anything like that. It's all very, it's tailored to you. It's not yeah. one in, one out. It's the time that gets taken around each client to make sure that they do have the experience that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And you get what you pay for at the end of the day, don't you? With anything, it's not just photography, it's with any form of service. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like you say, there probably would be cheaper options out there. Um, but doesn't necessarily mean that you're and I'm not saying that you're not going to get a good service because you could do, but yeah. it will be a different service to what you provide. So yeah, a million percent. And like those people that are doing that, it's hands up to them. If they can do it and they can justify it, then all credit to them. But it's just knowing, it's being able to spot the difference between someone that's doing it as an amateur yeah. or to someone that's doing it as a profession and noting that the experience will be different. Yeah. And the outcome will be different because generally the people that are doing those, I mean, I was there uh, five years ago um, and I used to charge sort of a hundred pounds for a shoot. Whereas now I'm charging three, nine, five. But in the past I used to include a very small print. Now you get a nice big frame. Yeah. So the experience has changed. And not only that, I never used to do my welcome guide. I never used to do in-person viewings. So everyone starts somewhere, but at that point, they're at the very beginning of their journey. Mm. And so very often they aren't developed in their photography. So you wouldn't necessarily get the best result. But equally, if you're on a budget, then it is a result. So you've got something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, totally, totally understand that. And um, good point to have about like the insurance and things like that. That's a very valid point. It probably is something that people don't think about. Um, So, yeah, well done for uh, giving us that little pointer there. Um, It's just something to be wary of. Like when you're looking at booking your photographer, um, there are hundreds um, that you'll find, but it's filtering it down to those that you know that you can trust. Yeah. and I mean, there's some amazing photographers out there. Yeah. So it's just not being bombarded when you look at Google and think, put in equine photographer and you have 110 come up on there and think, oh, I'm just going to go for the first one. Yeah. It is yeah. worth taking that time. Or you'll see someone on Instagram and you'll gradually build up a relationship with that photographer yeah. because you'll see what they post, you'll know their style. Yeah. Um, and you'll learn to trust them. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so I always round off each episode with some quick fire questions. So, generally, are you a night in or a night out person? Oh, that depends on the day of the week. <laughs> generally, a night in, but every now and then, a night out never goes amiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, tea or coffee? I'm neither. I'm a hot oh. chocolate girl, through and through. Oh, nothing wrong with the hot chocolate. I like a hot chocolate. Nothing wrong with the hot chocolate. Um, wellies or heels? Oh, wellies every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet or savoury? Oh, sweet. Such a sweet tea. <laughs> Book or film? Oh, film. 
Um, and is there any films that you've seen recently or what's like your favourite film that you would recommend? Oh, a favourite film. It's too many sometimes. I've been watching more of a series um, recently, which I've watched the Peaky Blinders, the new one. Oh, yeah. I, love that. I do love Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I need to get into that because I feel like everyone's watched it and I did start watching the first series, but I just couldn't get into it and I feel like I might need to watch it again and get hooked, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. Once, you, once you're into it, yeah, it's addictive. Yeah. And me and my partner will sit and we'll watch it and you're like, right, we need to go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to go to bed. We cannot stay up all night. <laughs> That's the thing. You just keep thinking, oh, just one more episode, one more episode. Then you realise it's like one o'clock in the morning and you're like, oh, God, I need to, I'm getting yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, no, and like films and stuff like that, they're, they're lush. I mean, um, War Horse is amazing. Yeah. And when that came out, it was it was so amazing and I actually um, know the horse that was in it. Oh really? Yeah so um, a hunt that I'm quite friendly with he went into the hunt because he actually couldn't be used elsewhere because of sort of the trauma that he'd been through in the filming process but he was he's a lovely horse and he had like a marking on his neck um, and you could just tell it was him. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's really I nice. love that. Absolutely love that. And um, lastly, where can we find you? Like your website, your social media, anywhere other channels that we can find you? Yeah, so um, on my website, I am www.sophieedmondsphotography.co.uk. Um, and from there, you've got sort of my Instagram, which is Sophie Edmonds Photography. In fact, Sophie underscore Edmonds underscore photography. Um, and then on Facebook, just type it in and you'll see me come up. Um, but yeah, give us a follow um, and make sure that you sort of get in touch. Lovely. Well, thank you so much. I was just on my phone following you. That's what I was just doing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for telling us more about photography and what we could expect from like one of your photo shoots and your tips and everything so thank you so much for sharing today no thank you it's been a pleasure oh thank you so much and as always guys if you love this episode please tag sophie and i would love to know that you're listening on socials and i'll speak to you all on the next episode if you listen to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode.